Hi, uh, this is Mike Edelhart, and I'm here with another edition of Inception, our podcast about beginnings, the beginnings of companies, of new ideas, innovations in science, sometimes even a little glimpse of the future. And today we're uh, having a little glimpse of India, which is new to us, and Sumit Sinha of Fable our second Indian investment. Uh, great to uh, have you here. Thanks for uh, joining. Thank you so much, uh, Mike, for inviting me. Uh, and it's a pleasure to be part of this community. Same here. So we'll talk more about that. But why don't we begin by just telling everybody a little bit about your story, your journey, and just what it is you're doing and why what you're doing is so important in India. At Fable, first of all, we we are working with chronic disease patients. We we what we try to do is that people who are suffering from chronic diseases get better outcomes uh, in their health uh, life cycle. The idea here is that we want to keep people out of the hospital as much as possible. This journey has been quite personal for both the founders. So uh, I and Mukesh Bansal started this company about two years ago. You know, both of us come from very poor families in India. Uh, typically what you call bottom of the pyramid families. And both our uh, parents struggled with chronic diseases. Uh, my dad struggled from hypertension. He had his first stroke when I was five years old. And Mukesh's dad suffered from cardiovascular issues from quite early on. And uh, during those days, we were very with uh, limited means. Ultimately, uh, these kind of diseases to the only earning member in the family actually brought the family down. Uh, we didn't have enough food on the table most days. We didn't have, uh, you know, even even enough money to cover for our school expenses. Uh, I've seen the journey where healthcare coverage is not there. Universal co- coverage is not there. How families who are with limited means ultimately struggle a lot. And a lot of times in countries like India, where about 60-65% of the population is still below poverty line, this is the single most or the biggest cause why someone who is just at the entry level of the poverty line can actually be pushed below poverty line. And it's been a very long journey and a very hard journey for us, uh, you know, going through those pains and, you know, cycles of good and bad healthcare. So after many years, when when both Mukesh and I were quite stable in our jobs, that is the time basically I, I started looking at uh, healthcare and we both became serious. And the trigger point was actually both our dads dying within three months time. Uh, when my dad uh, died in uh, February 2017, I, I decided that this is the time to make a difference to healthcare. And uh, uh, I jumped in first and three months later, Mukesh jumped in. So that's how, uh, you know, we started Favorite Care. So it's very, very personal to us. We want to see this not only for success of the company and, you know, potentially making into a unicorn in a few years, but uh, more importantly, creating a very, very large ecosystem where we are able to create a big impact on a lot of chronic disease patients, not only in India and potentially even worldwide, and uh, ultimately saves life, save lives, because that's the ultimate truth for us. Many of the folks listening in here don't have much sense or background in healthcare in India and how the interactions with doctors go and doctor visits, and they may have a, a point of view that's based on San Francisco or whatever. Uh, so it's very different there. So can we talk just about what the platform does and why and how that's so uh, impactful? Because it has a lot to do with the way Indian doctors have to work and uh, Indian patients have to interact with their doctors. 
Yeah, it's a it's a great question because I've spent some time in San Francisco and and <laughs> I've seen some of the healthcare systems in the US how they function and I've also seen some of the healthcare systems in Europe. It's very very different. So uh, if you go to a for example in in San Francisco, if you go to a clinic, you have to get a you have to get a token. You will sit there. Uh, a wow or a cow machine will come do a basic triage, help you you know get to the right uh, doctor in time. You, your waiting times could be quite high, but uh, typically a doctor load, uh, which means the number of patients that they're going to see in a day is typically 12, 13 patients. Uh, that's the volume that uh, you know doctors would see in the US. In India, it's completely reverse, right? Uh, there is nothing like a patient inflow or a queue management system in most, in most places. You just walk into a doctor, uh, you sit around for four or five hours if needed. If the doctor is very, very specialized, he, may, he or she may have 40, 50 people coming to, to their clinic in a day. And the doctor has to spend at least 10 to 15 minutes in the, in the clinic environment with each and every patient. Because doctor visits are not just, you come inside, here is your diagnosis, you know, I've, I've done it, here is your prescription and, you know, uh, you may leave immediately. Here, the, the conversation with doctors are a bit more, my family, something has happened. Uh, it's a bit more communal, right? So, you know, a lot of family information is traded. It's like a, you know, a bonding session with the doctor. So a lot of this happens in India, which takes a heavy toll on the doctors because they have to spend that time with these patients, build those relationships and have a very high workload. So a typical doctor in India who is a GP would spend at least 12, 13 hours a day uh, doing practice. And then... Subsequently, if they have to do visits to other hospitals, if they if their patients are admitted, then the, another two, three hours on top of that. So doctor's job is quite difficult in India. And uh, obviously for patients, it's also problematic because they have to wait a lo very long time. Even if they are in the queue, they will have to wait sometime two, three hours for accessing basic healthcare. And healthcare is also tiered in India. You get certain kind of services, good and bad, in the public infrastructure, and then certain kind of services which are good and bad in the private Let's go over with folks. So just what does your platform do? Yeah, so this is exactly the problem that we tackle. So we understood that while we cannot keep the patients who are suffering from infectious diseases outside the clinic environment, because I think a lot of them who have uh, cough, cold or fever, they will end up turning up to the doctor any which ways. Obviously, now telemedicine is trying to keep them away from a doctor as well. But at least in chronic disease scenarios where Doctors are inundated with a lot of, they have to look at a lot of data, they have to understand the patient behavior a lot. Uh, a lot of times that information is not available with the doctor. So what we do is we have created the world's largest medical IoT integration platform, where about 21 devices today are pre-connected on, on Fable Care. Any of these devices when getting used in uh, inside the patient's home, the data comes to Fable automatically. We have built machine learning algorithms around nine uh, ailments, chronic ailments. And the, info, the algorithm actually picks up all the data from the devices, marries this data with the static data coming from the prescriptions that the doctor has, has written, and tells the doctor whether the patient is actually following the prescription or not. If they are not following the prescription, then the app also suggests the patient what they need to do to actually follow the prescription better. It tells the doctor if the patient is not following or following the prescription and then creates basically a decision tree for the doctor to quickly make a decision on the patient, whether they need to nudge them to follow the prescription or not. So that's the first level. The second level is if the patient is actually following the prescription, the doctor comes to know if the outcomes are actually desirable or not. 
so or the intended outcome has been has been achieved on the patient or not and if it is not achieved then in that scenario the doctor can actually again intervene by changing the prescription asking the patient to come back to the clinic or doing a teleconsultation all of the intervention techniques that doctors you know have at their disposal and they are able to intervene with the patients fast enough and ultimately drive uh, that patient behavior also the outcome of on the patient so this keeps not only the patient out of the clinic and the hospital but it allows the doctor to actually have visibility which they never ever had visibility what the patient is actually doing in the home care setting that visibility was never never there with the hospital and it also our technology is also helping our doctors arrive at a faster triage got it yeah so when we first started talking i had this mental picture of a spiderman character named dr octopus and your system lets the doctor reach out uh, all these different directions all at once be in touch without having to go be in touch be effective based on all this data flow and in the not that long time since we've been working together things have gone very very well so why don't you give a little bit of a sense of that and maybe talk about uh, the current uh, fundraise because you've moved from an initial fundraise to a pretty fully developed growth fundraise uh, quite quickly with really impressive investors uh, in it yeah our journey has been quite impressive i would say and it's not just because of me and my co-founder but because we have been able to actually create a stellar team in the company which has which has driven various functions really really well and to some extent i would say that covid has also helped you know there is always a silver lining to every every event uh, so this was definitely a black swan event for us you know the adoption of our entire technology with the doctors really skyrocketed during covid so before covid we were at 800 doctors when actually we started discussing about the investment with you and during the during the entire you know when we closed the investment i think we were at 1000 doctors and within like 7 months time we are at 3200 doctors and uh, the scale at which we are ramping up our doctor acquisition because of covid because doctors today who we had to approach and sell are actually coming to our platform today organically and asking can we download the tech and can we start using it in our clinic so i think that's a big testament for us that you know the right technology at the right time with the right event actually got a got the right push patients have also we have seen that uh, you know because of covid there has been a lot of patient behavior change where people are far more comfortable not going to a doctor but actually doing tele telemedicine i think it's a global phenomena it's not just in india so because of some of these things we have skyrocketed very very quickly uh, coming to the fundraise i think uh, this is a big flip for us so from a from a startup mode kind of company where you keep hustling all the time right uh, i think that hustle period is slowly getting over for us we are becoming a more professionally managed professionally run company and we have recently uh, closed a you know roughly a 13 million dollar series a the kind of investors that we have been able to attract are three term sheets available because of the growth that we were getting but ultimately we went ahead with a with a much larger pvc kind of investor primarily because we knew that not only do they bring a lot of hospitals to us and there's a strategic alignment but overall ultimately the company will require cash to test out it, its algorithms in a much larger way so we want to go to patenting our algorithms etc and all of this requires fair amount of cash beyond the you know transaction business that we have built and uh, we need to have access to this cash so that is something that was the first you know thought process the second is 
they are investors in some of the insurance uh, some of the largest insurance companies in india and uh, for us for any market healthcare is driven by insurance like any growth happens because of uh, banks in any country uh, banks are the fundamental drivers of growth for any uh, country in the same way insurance is the driver of growth of healthcare in any country right so unfortunately insurance has been uh, fairly not so penetration uh, penetration among insurance uh, was very very poor but in the last couple of years it has gone up and now we want to partner with insurance to ultimately bring high value uh, to our patients and to also the insurance uh, providers as well as you so and that uh, you know strategic alignment uh, with the incoming investor is is something that we are really looking forward to and i think it's also uh, the way we have run the company because it was not easy to go through the entire diligence process with a pe investor right because they they understand they they look at the metrics very very differently from a vc but thankfully in the last 7 8 months we have been able to gear up to that extent where uh, you know our fundamentals are really solid our unit economics are really solid right it's it's really quite remarkable you have money in this relatively early raise from two of literally the largest funds in the world not venture funds but funds as you say uh, sovereign wealth funds of nations of uh, funds that manage uh, billions and billions of uh, dollars and i said to our team when i heard about your raise you're never going to have to go out and seek money again uh, you you have the kind of support in the company now that most startups wouldn't get till maybe their d round or their f round or their pre public market round so uh, i think it's a extraordinary testament uh, to you to the uh, scale of the, the problem you're trying to solve to the uh, early uh, uh, advancement you've made against it so i'm curious so now you're in that transformation period so you were scrappy now you've got access to big time capital and all the sort of looking over your shoulder and uh expectation and all that goes with it. So what's this next phase going to look like for you? What's the next phase going to look like for the doctors and uh for the company? Yeah, I think the next uh, 21 months are going to be extremely exciting for us. Uh it's rapid growth. Some of the things that typically a lot of uh, for example a lot of my colleague co-founders of other companies would look at 2x 3x kind of growth quarter on quarter we have to grow 10x quarter on quarter so that's a bit crazy in terms of the way we are we are envisaging how we'll grow uh, but i think it's good for the company because that entire orientation that we have to grow extremely fast and not at any cost right uh, which means that you have to still keep your model intact you have to still keep your unit economics intact and grow on that rather than grow at any cost and throw money at marketing throw money at acquisition that's not going to be our model and uh, uh, i think we will we will grow to a 10 million user base uh, in the next 21 months that's our primary goal on the chronic disease side which is roughly 2.5% of the indian chronic disease market right so that's the goal to reach first one the second is we want to reach to about 50000 doctors who are directly uh, involved in chronic disease management of various kind of chronic disease management which is about again uh, about 5% of the entire doctor population in india and then uh, we want to get to a revenue uh, run rate of about 10 million dollars monthly and good part is in healthcare it is possible because the ticket sizes are very large even for for countries like india 
you know while nothing compared to a us ticket size but still out of pocket expense for chronic disease patients is nearly uh, you know roughly around uh, $50 30 to $50 you know per month so you can you can actually grow on that particular base if you have that kind of user base you will end up growing and of course finally it is all about value uh, if you are able to deliver value if you are able to you know give outcomes to these patients keep them healthy uh they will trust you and they will ultimately you know uh, transact with you and also engage with the doctor better these are the big goals essentially that we want to chase and those are big goals that's extraordinary but i can imagine it's entirely possible here with uh you and this platform and this situation well let's leave it there for now and we'll come back we're incredibly we're excited when we got here We're even more excited now. It's hard to imagine a company getting off to a better start than this. So congratulations, and we're eagerly looking forward to uh, to what happens next. Yeah, you, so, so is uh, the entire team at Fable. So <laughs> thank you so thank much, you. Uh, Mike, for inviting me and having this chat with me. Thank you so much. Sure thing. Thank you for everything, for all the hard work. <laughs>